On this episode of the Girl Talk podcast, over and over again, probably in every book of the Bible, at some point in time, there is a story of redemption. Mm. There's a story of God saying, I'm making things new. I'm mm. giving you grace. When we remember that, we can get past the past. There, you're listening to the Girl Talk podcast brought to you by Concurrently, the News Coach podcast. My name is Carol. I'm Kelly. I'm Trisha. And we're glad you are here today. I'm going to ask you a question Is there something in your past that haunts you? If you're shaking your head, yes, right now, number one, you're not alone. Number two, that's what we're going to talk about today. Because sometimes the past has a tendency to rear its ugly head. When we're weak, when we're tired, when we're lonely, the past comes back and beats us up big time. Mm. And so today we want to talk about that. We want to tackle that head on about reconciling your past. Mm. Um, so let's, I'll, I'll just be transparent and, and answer this question first. What part of your past haunts you? I would say it's, it's my divorce. Um, there, there have been some days of victory, but I will say that's something that I wear on a pre- pretty regular basis, uh, the shame of that. Um, different reasons, but a lot of time that shame is kind of running in the background mm-hmm. when I'm doing whatever else. It makes, me, um, it makes me want to overdo some things because I'm looking for validation. Mm-hmm. Uh, it makes me insecure because I feel like I'm unlovable. So, you know, those are the places that I, that I myself struggle. Um, and it, it, it shows up even in my parenting. When I, when my kid does something, I feel like it's a moral failure or a, or a parenting failure on my part because I haven't done all those things. So those are the mm-hmm. kind of things that really haunt me. And that's, that's always kind of running in the background, if I'm honest, mm-hmm. uh, of my life. Um, you know, they say on your computer screen that I, I got 15 tabs open and I don't know where the music's coming from. <laughs> that's kind mm-hmm. of the music right. that's playing in the background of my life all the time. Yeah, yeah. A- anything yeah. that you guys would want to share that you kind of struggle with? From yeah, the past? sure. Sure. Yeah. I, you know, I, and I think, yeah, um, one of the, th- the thing I struggle with the most is decisions that I made, actions that I took, uh, when I was in both high school and in college, mm-hmm. um, just poor decisions, lots of, um, lots of sin. And, uh, like you said, it really, it impacts my parenting. Mm. Um, I know the consequences of the decisions I made. And so for me, it haunts me in that every time I go to parent my child to keep him from doing those same things, Mm. I'm coming to it from a place of fear, Mm. um, and a place of, um, yeah, just brokenness that that still rears its ugly head. Yeah, way too often. Yeah. What about you, T? How deep are we going to get here? <laughs> <laughs> you can. You don't have to share. Just well, I mean, tell you what. If I, I, I don't have the ability to do this now, but if there comes a time in my life that I can uh, speak with young girls. And, um, you know, lead them in a Bible study or something like that. I will tell them that I, I made a terrible choice and I had sex before marriage. Mm-hmm. And it has changed my life in a lot of ways mm-hmm. because I, I can't 
have purity, but 100% purity in my marriage. And there is something that's always um, there and a hold that that has been there um, for years. And I would tell those girls to not do that. And I would say... I know what it feels like to want to be loved and to know you're loved and to give away that piece of you because you think that means that you're going to be loved in the way that satisfies you. And it's just a lie. Mm -hmm. And um, my husband is wonderful and he knows all about it. And but it it has changed our marriage because I was with someone else. And there's no way to get rid of that experience. Um other than God yeah, and the forgiveness that he gives, which is a cleansing, but it doesn't always take away the circumstances or the consequences. Yeah. 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 And I think that's the hard thing to learn when you're, when you're young and feel 10 foot tall and bulletproof, you know, I think we all have something. Uh, So how do you move past that? How do you, maybe there's something in your life as you're listening today and you're like, Oh, I, if I had a microphone, here's the story I would tell um, how how have you been able to kind of drive a stake in the ground and move past those things? And I, here's here's the thing. I I think you're right, Tricia, in the sense that sometimes that always runs in the background. It's not necessarily at the forefront, mm-hmm. but it does impact the way that you do various things. Mm-hmm. You know, um, it's a filter right. kind of colors. Filter. Yeah. That, that's mm-hmm. a great yep. way to put it. Um, and, and you always see things through that particular circumstance or sin or whatever the, the divorce, whatever that may be. So how do you kind of move past that? I, I know for me, um, I, I don't know that I have a hundred percent moved past it. There's, there have been, um, a number of s- conversations, situations that I've been in that are coming to mind right now that um, I have either been shamed or um, talked down to because I'm divorced. Mm -hmm. Um, Mm -hmm. And and those are harder for me to battle Mm -hmm. (laughs) and not be defined by them. Um, Because here's the thing. I I don't want to paint some picture that here are three easy steps to get past your past because, I, I mean, obviously it's not the thing for me. But I will say that I've been able to experience God's grace and love in ways that I don't think I would have had it not been for that experience. Mm-hmm. Because my divorce led me to a real crisis of faith, and it led me to the question, either this is the truth or it's the biggest lie I've ever fallen for. Now, which is it? And, mm-hmm. and to be able to sort through the promises of God and to see that they're all true. Mm-hmm. So although I wouldn't change it, it's kind of made me into the person that I am today. Um, but to say I don't struggle with it anymore would not be a true, true statement. So I don't think you can just close the door and compartmentalize and move past it and go on. Because it's going to come out somehow. Mm-hmm. Think how God has used your story and your openness for your story to reach other hearts that have gone through a divorce, right? Right. I mean, we hear about it all the time. Your, your ability to let God take it and then use it. That's what changes shame and brings God glory. How can God use it? And he can use it. 
when you give it to him. That's right. And that's what you've done. Yep. Our mess becomes our message. Mm-hmm. Yes. Mm-hmm. You know, the tests we go through become our testimony. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, the circumstances of our life are how we show others the love of Christ. Yeah. Uh, because we're all broken. Sure. We're all broken people. And, you know, just think about the the story of the Bible, you know, the stories that are in the Bible mm-hmm. over and over and over and over and over again, probably in every book of the Bible. At some point in time, there is a story of redemption. Mm-hmm. There's a story of God saying, I'm making things new. I'm mm-hmm. giving you grace. Mm-hmm. I am. Um, you're not stuck in your past. Great is my, you know, great is your faithfulness. I am making all things new. Mm -hmm. And, um, when we remember that, when we dwell in his word, when we are reminded that he does make us new, that he gives us fresh grace every single day, we can get past the past, but at the same time, not forgetting our past so Mm -hmm. that we don't repeat right our past. Yeah. I think there's this, uh, there's this beautiful scene in the chosen. I don't know if you guys have seen it when, uh, it's the end of one. I don't remember which episode it is, but at the end of one, and it's an interaction between Jesus and Mary Magdalene and he turns and looks at her and she doesn't recognize him. And she, he calls her name. And it, I just sobbed when I saw that because dealing with shame on a pretty consistent basis that was a moment that God spoke to me and said, I don't call you shame. <laughs> you know, I call you by your name. Right. You know, because you're more than that. Um, and seeing him in that interaction with Mary was was such a powerful scene for me because I think the tendency is, especially if you've grown up around church, to think that God is sitting in heaven ready to squash you like a bug when you do something wrong or whenever you have a failure or to tell you that because of your past, he can't use you. And I think that running in the background always for me, I need more reminders of he doesn't see you by your sin. He doesn't see you by your shame. He doesn't see you by your mistake or your failure or your past. He sees you as his child, you know? Yeah. Um, I think that was really powerful, at least for me, to see that on a screen because it kind of mirrored what I needed to hear in my personal life. You know, Scripture even says that God gives us a new name. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. And when you name something, you own it. Yeah. yeah. It is yours. Mm. You call it loved. And that's what God does when we give our lives to him and we um, submit to him as our Lord. He gives us a new name. Yeah. And it's daughter and um he owns us Mm -hmm. you know he loves Mm -hmm. us he cherishes us Mm -hmm. and he doesn't call us shame yeah Yeah. and and also i mean i'm just thinking to the woman with the issue of blood in scripture Mm -hmm. where that's what she's called oh yeah yeah. her name's not even but at the end of the interaction what does he say daughter yeah he calls her daughter Mm -hmm. not only does he claim her <laughs> when nobody wanted to be around her and anybody who was around her was considered unclean right right he called her daughter mm. you know family you're mine mm-hmm. you belong jesus loves us so much i, know, right? I mean it's hard to it's hard to even imagine mm-hmm. god loves us enough to let us sin mm. he doesn't stop us mm-hmm. from making bad choices mm-hmm. And I look back on some of the times in my life when I've made terrible choices. And if I'm honest, I remember him calling me 
not to. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Drawing me oh, a different way. Mm-hmm. And I willfully chose what I chose. But even then, I could hear him calling me back. Mm. He calls us back. And we've, we've got to go. we got to go. I mean, when you make a mistake, and I've made so many, the best choice you can make is not running away but running to him. Mm. Uh, I, somebody said one of those uh, clever little memes that said the difference between religion and the relationship that we have as believers in Jesus Christ is uh, the religion is I messed up. Don't tell my dad. Mm. And then the relationship is I messed up. I've got to call my dad. Mm. You know, the difference Whoa. between running to and away. Say that again. Well, religion says I've messed up. Don't tell my dad. But relationship says, I've messed up. I've got to tell dad. Mm. So powerful. Yeah. And he's there and yeah. he's there. And, oh, if I could go back, you know, hindsight's twenty twenty, and make different choices in so many areas of my life, I would. But the fact that I can always, the return step to God is just one step. It's just one prayer. It's just one moment. And he's, he's there calling us, waiting for us with open arms that's the father that we have, not the scary judge who wants to put us in jail, but the one that wants us back and his arms are open for us. That's the image to have mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. when you're realizing that you've sinned. Yeah. 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 That's the thing that just struck me with all of that is a reminder of my own life. When I was, um, when I was in college, my poor choices led to me getting pregnant and Ended up having a miscarriage, but uh, when I told my earthly father mm. about it, his response was anger. Mm. Um, and when I uh, told my heavenly father about it, his response was love. Mm. And even now, looking back on that, um, you know, I've never really kind of looked at that side by side and, and mm. just really remembered mm. how much grace there was mm. in um, Jesus and what um, the Holy Spirit did in my life yeah. through all of that to bring me back to him and uh, still use me, you know, yeah. to still use me and my life in ministry um, is grace mm. and is love and um, yeah, is different than what earthly people mm. might, yeah. how they respond. Jesus is different. Yeah. Absolutely. It's full of grace, full of grace and mercy. I think in this conversation somewhere else that we need to go is um, I I hear people say, well, I believe God has forgiven me, but I can't forgive myself. What's your feeling on that statement? Well, I've I've heard it said that you're cheapening Jesus' sacrifice. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're saying that what you did was... Um, more powerful than what Jesus did, and that that's not true, and I, that's kind of a harsh way of yeah, saying it, yeah. but the point is, if Jesus can forgive you, you need to forgive yourself, mm-hmm. and Jesus does forgive us, yeah. so we need to be able to give it to Jesus and know that it is done. It's done. It's why he died mm-hmm. and why he rose again, yeah. and when we really understand that, the cross becomes so much bigger. Yeah. And the cross has to be bigger. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. it is. Yeah. 
than all of our mistakes. Yeah, and our standard, no matter if we had done better, still wouldn't have been what God required, which was perfection. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Right. Yeah. And Jesus was perfection. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And still had to die. You know, so when you when you said it alongside that, because I probably have said that same thing at some point in my life that um, I, I can't forgive myself. And um, when you lay it alongside of the standard, <laughs> there's no comparison, really. You know, I, I, I can behave better. Sure. But my heart cannot be changed, you know. So I think. If you are struggling with that, especially, you're right. You do cheapen God's grace and and what he did through Jesus on the cross. I think you also cheapen your own testimony. Mm -hmm. You know, that if you can't really forgive yourself, um, how do you share your story Mm. with other people and help them see God's grace Mm -hmm. if you can't talk about grace? Mm. Yeah. Because, you know, as we're sitting here talking about it, um, shame does not bring glory to God. Right. What is the purpose of it? Right. Yeah. To keep us in bondage. Yes. So that's the enemy. Right. Comes from a different place. Like if we identify that. Yes. Like what's the productive part of shame? There is not one. (laughs) Trust me, I know shame (laughs) real good. I wonder, too, if part of our um, hanging on to unforgiveness of ourselves is our own uh, penance, you know, that we feel oh, like to we punish ourselves to punish ourselves. That is so true, that's KB. True. And th- that's what Jesus did. Jesus went to the cross to pay for all of our sins. Like, I, I cannot forgive yeah. myself until I feel like I have made restitution. Right. Yeah. Until I feel that's bad so enough yes. for years. And that's what Jesus, that's the whole yeah. reason why Jesus came to this earth is to pay for all the stuff we've done to ourselves, to other people, to him. So uh, f- hear me out here. That's really a form of idolatry. Sure. Yeah. If saying my standard is greater and my um, s- payment for this sin. Right. It's being God for ourselves. Yes. Mm-hmm. 100%. It's that's, saying it's saying to God, you're, so not, you, you're not big enough. Yeah. You're not good enough. Yeah. You're not holy enough. Mm. you're not perfect enough Mm. to pay for my sins. I have to pay for my Mm. sins. I have to pay for all of the things I've done. And that's just not true. God says, Jesus took it on the cross for you so that you and I can have a relationship so that I can provide you grace so that uh, you can feel the fullness of my love. The cross has to be bigger. Mm. It has to be bigger. And if you are fighting that, it's because the cross isn't big enough in your mind and your heart. And I'm talking to myself because there's plenty of times I do this same thing. But I think the way to work around that, the way to move through that is to make the cross bigger, Mm. more important, more precious, more life-saving. Can I share this quote from Elizabeth Elliot? Because it goes perfectly with what you're, you're talking about. She says this, and she's talking about another thing, but, but I think it totally applies here. Where does your security lie? She asks that question, and she says, if God is your refuge, your hiding place, your stronghold, your shepherd, your counselor, your friend, your redeemer, your Savior, 
your guide. If he is all those things, then you don't need to search any further for security. You've already found it. So what part of God's character do you need to be? Is it your refuge, your hiding place, your stronghold, your shepherd, your counselor, your friend, your redeemer, your savior, your God? He is all that and so much more. Mm -hmm. And when you make the cross bigger, you discover those things in who he is. Right? Mm. Good stuff. Mm. My friend Susie Eller says this, you should visit your past as a scholar, not as a victim. Mm. Ooh, I like that. Such wise words. I heard her say that years ago. Explain what that means that to means you. That means you can go back to your past and learn lessons, mm. but you don't need to go there as a victim mm. of the shame or the guilt or the condemnation, all those things. So visit your past as a scholar, not as a victim. Mm. That is our prayer for you today. If you're having trouble reconciling your past or something you've done or a mistake you've made or something that's been done to you, we would love to pray for you. Um, we would love to see you get the help that you need because we're not counselors. We're just girls struggling right alongside you, <laughs> trying to do this uh, relationship with Jesus and to grow in him each and every day. And that's what we want for you. And so if we can help you in any way, feel free to email us, girltalk at thelightfm.org. God has already claimed the victory for you, and it's time for you to walk in it, girl. That's right. So that's our prayer for you. But we'd love for you to get in touch. Girl Talk at thelightfm.org. We want to say thank you to our friends at Concurrently, the News Coach Podcast, for sponsoring this week's edition of Girl Talk. And you know what? We can't wait to see you next time. We gather around these microphones for the next Girl Talk podcast.